Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge. Adrian Bankert is the host of Morning in America on News Nation. And Adrian, every time you join us for the top stories, it's a Thursday, which means it's a thank you Thursday. So in honor of Labor Day, we're encouraging everybody to text us or leave a voicemail about the hardest worker they know. Who is it? Who is it in your life or at News Nation that you can identify? I'm going to nominate Ann Rivera as the hardest working person I know. Uh, she's known me for years, even before I was here at News Nation, and she is one of the most beloved people at uh, News Nation. She's friendly to everybody. She's generous. She's constantly giving people gifts and cards and food, but Aww. she's just really sharp, smart, and um, when she puts anything together, she's just she's teachable. She's humble, and she's an extremely hard worker. So shout out to Ann Rivera. Okay, that's what we're looking for. See, Adrian hit it on the head. Tell us who it is in your life, who you work with, or is it your mom or somebody in your neighborhood? Text us at 312-981-7200. We'll, we'll call them out. We'll give them a public pat on the back at 515. I'd love to check in with you because your perspective is always so on point, and we cover the top stories and what happened in Jackson, Mississippi this week. I think that puts a little bit of fear in all of us like could that happen in our town well i I don't know if it makes us think necessarily that it's going to happen in our town but it's just how could this happen in any american city you know it's just it's outrageous but this particular city of over 150,000 people has had an issue with their water plant for decades and it's just something that has been put off there's been temporary fixes then this flooding happens and it actually makes the problem at the water plant even worse. Um, I talked to a council member this morning on Morning in America, and he said that anybody that tries to drink from their faucet, instead of water coming out, it looks like a a, a cup of beer. And that there's grit in the water, so that even if you do boil it, it's still gritty. And so people are desperate for bottled water. They were running out of bottled water at local businesses, businesses which had to shut down because of the water plant issues and the flooding. And um, it's just a mess. And and I know that they're hoping to get some help with that. President Biden actually declared um, a state of emergency there in addition to the emergency management that's going to be helping with the um, recovery. But it's a $2 billion fix. Where does a town like Jackson, Mississippi come up with that money? Exactly. I mean, I'm hoping that with the emergency um, status from the federal government, they'll get something. But two billion dollars. I mean, it's it's the capital of Mississippi. It just doesn't seem right that they would have a city where you couldn't have a functioning water plant. Um, And I just I literally it's bizarre to me that this has gone on for so long and nobody's done anything about it. Well, we saw water breaks of water mains in Dixmore, you know, in our Chicagoland area this week. That shut down schools. It seems to be a bigger infrastructure problem. Yeah, and we've seen flooding other places. I mean, we just had the flooding, epic flooding in Kentucky. So it just, it feels like it's a time where we need to look at infrastructure. Um, We need leadership to be more preventative and proactive. And also we need to count our blessings. You know, every time we pour a glass of water, 
you should be thankful because some people don't have that luxury right now. Adrienne Bankert is the host of Morning in America. She joins us on Thursdays just to cover some of the top stories. Uh, we'll talk about the immigrants being bused to Chicago in just a moment. But yesterday was the 25th anniversary of the death of Princess Diana. I, yeah. Do you remember where you were? I, I think that I was. No, I know I was sitting in my living room because oftentimes my mom would have the TV on. She'd be cleaning or helping one of my brothers and sisters with something. And I was sitting on the floor watching TV and I remember the news headline and I remember the car and hoping and praying that it wasn't true. Mm-hmm. I, I was I don't remember how old I was. I mean, I was a teenager, um, but I remember thinking, God, this can't be true. This can't be true. And then and it it, it, the thing that, you know, it really, she just got hit in the heart, right? And for some reason, yeah. that stuck with me because all of us felt that. So how did you cover that? I missed your show yesterday morning. We actually had Hillary Fordwich on. She's a national and international um, media contributor uh, with various networks from around the globe. She follows the royal family very closely. So we just had a conversation with her and, you know, Focusing on the fact that it was 25 years since her death is a bit sad, um, but her life, you know, it's amazing. I I would wish that we all aspire to be like her. Um, I've been able to visit London. I covered the royal wedding when Harry and Meghan uh, were married and had to go visit um, one of the tributes to Diana, um, just seeing her fashion and, and seeing what people said about her. And so many people would say that she was genuinely kind and genuinely connected with others. And when I left that exhibit, I remember thinking, I want to be like her. And um, I don't think there are very many people who intentionally, you know, aspire to be like a princess, but I think there are a lot of people who intentionally aspire to be that kind and that engaging and that charitable. Well, and she wasn't your typical princess. That's what makes her unique. Yeah, uh, yeah. So we saw it today. The Texas governor has bust immigrants to Chicago. They've arrived. There are various numbers coming out. First, people thought it was 60, then 79, then 75. We are a sanctuary city. Everybody's had something to say about it. What's your take on it? Well, I don't want to give my take, so to speak, but I will say this, that this uh, immigration crisis, I remember when we would report on this story, whether I was with the network I'm with now, News Nation or a previous network, and I remember people saying that it was controversial to use the word crisis, that some people wouldn't describe it as that, and that, um, you know, we this is America and we should welcome anyone. And here's the issue. It is a crisis, and the reasons why, number one, there aren't enough resources just over the border in Texas and in Arizona to facilitate uh, 2 million people in the past year, plus 550,000 or more who are known gotaways, meaning they weren't processed through Border Patrol, um, to, to have them be on buses. And again, they're voluntarily on these buses that go to Chicago and uh, New York and Washington, D.C., Now those cities are saying, at least not Chicago, but the other two are saying that they don't have enough resources uh, for the number of immigrants who are coming to their communities. And, you know, as as we know, we are a very compassionate nation. We're a very generous nation, but there's not really a plan in place. And uh, today we spoke with a member of the uh, Texas DPS, Department of Public Safety. He said that he was understanding why Border Patrol agents were so upset at the White House press secretary's comments 
where she said they're not just walking across the border. We have a plan. But people we've talked to and video we've seen shows that people are literally just walking across the border. They surrender to Border Patrol um, in most cases, and then they are they're released. And so they do just walk over. And so there isn't really a plan in place. Uh, there isn't really a strategy for having these systems and structures in place to facilitate um, citizenship in any kind of way. Um, so it, it's it's a burden to a lot of cities now, and we know it's not just the border towns. It is now a burden to the nation, and we need to come up with a plan, a real one. Yeah, it's a federal issue. It needs to be taken care of mm-hmm. at that level, and I appreciate that you said my take on it. Because I shouldn't have asked you that question. That's what makes News Nation unique. It really does. It differentiates you from every other CNN or MSNBC or Fox News because you withhold judgment and opinion. You don't have a conversation. Yeah, you actually report the news, and that's what makes you different. So I appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to. And it's not about my opinion anyway. You know that doesn't matter. What What really matters is what are people going through every day. What are Americans going through every day. Um, and being a voice for them. That's why we have this show, and that's why this network was birthed, was to actually give a voice to people who feel like they're not being heard or feel like their their perspective doesn't matter. So um, I think everybody needs to come to the table and talk about it because it is an issue that is going to affect your school children, your children who are of school age in public schools. It's going to affect our medical community and our hospitals and, and the health care that's provided, and it's going to affect everything from a governmental level to a community level to a safety uh, level. So human smuggling is way up, according to a DPS and Border Patrol. Um, And crime is still an issue. Not that every person that comes across is a criminal, but there are criminals that slip through the cracks, which is our wall, which is not a wall. Right. Um, Adrian Bankert, host of Morning in America. Thank you for joining us. The news is next with Lauren Lapka on 720 WGN. (laughs) Lisa Dent, WGN.